All right, Chima, you know, some of the best podcasts that, that I, I'm not new at this, right? I, we've been doing this for like, what, three years plus, right? We've been doing this for eight years if you want to go that far behind. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not new at this. I'm good at this. I'm decent at this, right? I'm not the greatest, but I'm not bad. You've gotten significantly better, yes. Thank you. So typically my best work happens when I disagree with whoever I'm doing the podcast with, right? If we go back and forth on the quality of the film, on the thoughts, you know, two different outlooks. Like, like I just did a podcast with me and Fernie, right? And our best yeah. podcasts that when I do with him are when we clash because we disagree on how good something is. So I think it's it says something when me and him could only agree on how shitty of a film Night Swim is. Let me tell you something. The podcast is about 50 minutes long, right? Jesus Christ. Okay. About 40 of those minutes are us talking about the state of horror, our AMC Stubbs accounts, popcorn, how great Animal Draft House hit, how great Animal Draft House is, and um the NFL games. We spent 10 minutes bashing that movie because it was so like well, fuck, we can't really talk about the movie because the movie sucked and it was short. It was it was stretching a concept to its absolute limits. So real quick, folks, if you're going to take one thing away from this podcast episode from the one about anyone but you do not watch Night Swim, go watch something else besides Night Swim. All right. And that's just the first release of 2024, if you can believe that. Oh, Wait, the Night Swim was from A24? No, no, uh 2024. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. No, it's not it's not A24. It's it's produced by James uh James Wan, but that's it. I guarantee you James Wan. We talked about that too. He probably just signed off on the design of the monster. That's it. There's a monster? Not a monster, like a ghost. Okay. Like the ghost looks scary and that's about it. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, Don't I'll, watch it. I'm still catching up on 2023. I'm trying to find a way to stretch the next three days so I can go after work and see Priscilla, um, uh, fucking, uh, well, Mean Girls, I guess it's a 2020 uh, board release, I guess. And I still need to watch Next Goal Wins. And I got to watch a few more. I have caught up on, on several other things. I like I, I saw the holdovers. And hey, I did too. It was really good. Oh yeah, we we should talk about that one too. Um, you want do you want to start? Do you want to not review anyone but you and talk about the holdovers instead? I want to talk about anyone but you. Okay, like, <laughs> all right. I do next week um, the holdovers. Yeah, let's do the holdovers. Also, I I finally saw uh Boy in the Heron as well. Oh shit! Uh, oh, God, I gotta fit that in somewhere. Oh God, it's been pretty fun because like uh, I feel like Miyazaki movies are very easy to like. To watch it, just be like, man, it's just the vibes, man. Just good vibes. And I feel like this one, people are like, I didn't get it. It's like, you're not supposed to get it, man. You're just supposed to feel shit. If you feel shit, you win. Um, you're not supposed to love it. You're supposed to feel things. You're God. supposed to feel things, God damn it. Uh, speaking of feeling things, how about them? <laughs> man. Oh, that was another thing. I went <laughs> off on the Cowboys for the first five minutes of that other podcast. <laughs> Of disappointment and anger. I even told Fernie, you know what? Hire Jim Harbaugh. I don't care. You don't know who he is. He's a coach who was suspended. I by don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, so Michigan uh, won, just won the National College Football Championship game, right? It's who not cares about that? Coaches to come from, uh, yeah, college football 
to go to the NFL. He just won a title with them. He also got suspended for two games during the season for cheating. Like, not questions. They cheated. You know what I told Fernie? Mm -hmm. Fuck it. I don't care if the Cowboys cheat. Win me a fucking Super Bowl, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Jesus, that bad? Huh? I'm kidding. I saw the score. Um, Oh, it was worse than the score. The score made it look like we fought back. No, it was (laughs) 16 to 42 in the last six minutes of the game. Did you see the TikTok that I sent you through uh, through Telegram? Uh, probably not. What was it? Uh, just just watch it. It's pretty short. Just just see that text message that said we're recording at seven. Just click the link above it. Let's see. Yeah. And <laughs> oh fuck you! I did see that, <laughs> dude. So. I want to ask. So I figured you went off already on that previous episode. So I just have one question regarding the Cowboys. Yes. My team gave you the shot at the playoffs, and this is how you repay them? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. A one and done. You know, we had amazing. how... Okay. Two things. Two things happened yesterday. Two history things that happened because of each other. Number seven seed, a seven seed, is basically the lowest man on the totem pole, right? They take the seven best teams. The seventh man is like the low man, the crappiest one, right, of the group. Yeah. That seven seed has never made it past the first game in the past three years since they started doing it. It's never happened, right? It's never happened. Okay. Until yesterday when the Cowboys lost. (laughs) On that same side. A number two seed has never lost the opening game. Has never fucking happened until yesterday. God, I love stats. Oh, God damn, these fucking Cowboys. And you know what's hilarious? The quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys was looking for a contract extension, right? That, that's basically, hey, we're going to send you for even more money. He was looking for $60 million. If he had won, if he had if he had won a Super Bowl, they probably would have paid him that. Mm-hmm. $60 million would have made him the highest paid player in league history for like a year. Now it's gone. Now it's fucking gone. Well. You know, you know, I know heartbreak more than anyone else. But do you really? Huh? Do you really? Yes. When it comes to sports, here, I'll give you another one. I'll give you one more thing. I just realized that yesterday when I was reeling from the loss, I have never cheered for a sports team and they win a championship. Never. I Cowboys have never won one so long as I've been alive and I've been conscientious. They won a title when I was like a year and a half, but I don't think that fucking counts. Yeah, no, that that doesn't count. So that doesn't count. The few times I've been a, a basketball fan, the team that I cheered for never won. Usually the Spurs, one year was the Pacers, didn't win. Mm-hmm. Baseball, same thing. I was a fan for a few years of different teams. I was like, oh, I kind of like them for moral reasons, right? Like the Dodgers, they hired a guy and signed him so that he could get access to mental health. Like, yeah. to, like so he could get health insurance and get help for schizophrenia. They signed a player just so he could get help. Yeah. I'm a Dodgers fan now. Nothing. You know, the... 
the most the most incredible legendary baseball player living among us right now is now just signed with the Dodgers as well. So I I heard, but it's I, a good time. It's a good time to be a Dodgers fan. Is what I'm saying. That's fair, but okay. Uh, who else? Who else? The the even let's just go small, right? The fucking Vipers, right? The RGB. The <laughs> right? few years I followed them, no titles. I stopped following them, championships. Yeah. The Vipers have won, I think, like four D-League championships. Maybe the secret is that I need to cheer not for the team that I love. And then they'll win a title. Maybe that's the trick. I don't know. Imagine. And if you you had cared for Mexican uh, soccer, you would have cheered for American, although they just became champions. So... But if I had and cheered they, for them, they would have lost. Schrodinger's bullshit is what I'm calling this. That's not uh, okay. Fine, we'll we'll give you the Schrodinger one. Um, I know, I know, I know. I'm calling you. Should have rooted for America then, because I, I I don't want them to win. Um, my dad loves them, so by uh, default, I hope they win. Well, I've seen my soccer team get become champions two years in a row, like conscientiously. Uh, there was a year where uh, the Mexican soccer team went to the Olympics and they won got gold medals. That was an incredible day. Um, yeah. Can I ask you but, a question? And it's yes. always a question I've had in the back of my mind that I always have wanted to bring up. I feel like it's going to be super racist. No, I wait. What? I'm Hispanic. I don't think I can be racist. Uh, okay, Eddie, I'm, I have to stop you right there. Hispanic means you speak Spanish, and you, my friend, do not speak Spanish. Fine, I'm Mexican. Fine, you I'm are Mexican. that. That yes. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> Ow, man. Ow. Okay, but do you? <laughs> do you? Puedes or no puedes? Pequito. I'm Poquito. <laughs> oh man. Oh. So okay. Why is the FIFA World Cup such a big deal if they do that same shit for every single Summer Olympics? It's not the same thing. But isn't it a world tournament taking like the best teams, putting them against each other in a single elimination tournament to see who's the best? Yes. Isn't it the same shit? So why it's not is, the same thing? But why is it why is it that the FIFA World Cup is held up to here, but gold medals are like meh? Gold medals are not meh. Gold medals are cool. But you got to admit, no one gives as much of a shit about Olympic soccer versus the FIFA World Cup. Because it, that's that's the World Cup. It, it's in the name. It's in the t- it, It's It's the but FIFA World Cup. Gold medal, the same shit? Like, hey. It's not the same thing. The these are the Olympics, and these are the, these are the World It's in the title, man. It's not... This is the Olympics. This but is the don't the World same Cup. players play those games? Yeah. Well, maybe if it's the same, uh, if the same like group of selected uh, team, like the team. So here's the thing: hmm. every country has their own like selección. That 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 that's what they're called in, in, in Spanish. So the yeah. the team, um, and it's con- e- even if there's no Olympics or there's no uh, uh, World Cup, hmm. they're still playing. Mm-hmm. Like they're still playing like little tournaments and stuff, yeah. You know, so they're constantly evolving and moving, and sometimes people will leave and people will come back. Uh, so it's like, oh, this they are summoned. So the people that are summoned go to the Olympics or go to yeah to represent the country, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's different. The World Cup requires a level of it requires a level of training and a level of organization that goes 
it's way more specified than just going to the Olympics. But wouldn't the Olympics call on those same athletes like, hey, this is the Olympics. We need the best of the best of the best. Yes. And do guys just choose not to answer? No, no, no. no. They, if they are summoned, you must go. Like, it's not... It's been very few people that are summoned and go, go like, no, I'm not going to go. So then why isn't the Olympic medal held to the same standard of the FIFA World Cup if it's the same dudes? It It's not... The, FIFA and the, the, and the Olympics are not the same dudes at all. I thought they both don't... doesn't. So if Mexico is playing in, the, in for the Olympics, right? Yes. They call their best players, am I right? Yes. So if the FIFA World Cup comes along... Mexico will call upon their best players. Am I right or am I wrong? That is correct, yes. So aren't they the same fucking teams? Depends on the year. What how wait, what do you mean? How does that matter? People age. But you so hold on, so let me get this straight. Yeah. A player could play in a World Cup, FIFA World Cup, right? Yes. Two years later, the Olympics happens. He's like, nah, I'm good, homie. And then Depends. the World Cup happens again, and then he's like, I'm in. Uh not like that. I, I don't understand. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I don't understand. It's the same shit. You call no. these guys to play. Okay, so play. so here's the thing. Yes, but also no, but no, but also yes. <laughs> the right answer is yes, but also no, but but no, but also yes. You know what I mean? But you know how dumb that sounds. It's let me bring. Let me bring my sister. She 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 can explain this way better than than, than I can. Are we being serious? Yes. One second. Fuck it. Right oh wait. I'm right back. Okay, folks. I will entertain you. I I apologize if I have broken the way like soccer is played or games. I don't understand. Like and it, that that okay. The idea that the World Cup and the Olympics are the same shit. I thought that, like, like I've always thought that, but I've never brought it up to someone that knows what they're talking about. So I was like, hey, Chema, can you explain this to me? And then, look, he, he can't. He can't. I Maybe he sucks at explaining things. I don't know how good he was uh, as a teacher. If you're one of Chema's former students, how did he do? How did it go? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hello, 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 Eddie. Hello, hello, Chen, my sister. I I don't think I've ever actually met you. No, I don't think yeah. I do. Hello, I I apologize. You have the misfortune of having Chema as a brother. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> uh, okay, so I asked Chema a question, and he couldn't answer it very well. So I have a question for you, and I'm. Prepare to be educated. I'm prepared to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> the World Cup happens every four years and it's held to this grand spectacle standard, right? Yeah. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. In the Olympics, you have countries that call on their best players to play for gold medals. Why are they not held as the same level of uh, being uh, this big deal, right? Because everyone talks about the World Cup. But summer Olympic soccer is never really talked about that well. And I'm asking Chema, like, so they call upon the best players, right? The country, Mexico, will be like, we get in, the best guys for the Olympics. In soccer, it's uh, under 23. So it's not like the oh. best, best. 
They, oh. I think they only they only get the. Um, I don't remember if like two or three, mostly? two or three players ab uh, above that age, yeah, and then the rest are under twenty three. So it's not like the best oh. bet. That that's why it's like a little. Um, oh, know that. Chema, you suck at explaining. <laughs> that. Okay, see, there you go. That's very simple. Yeah, it's it's it's. it's I don't like, see the screen. Why can't you do that? She, she's awesome. Why why do you suck? <laughs> Thank you very much. He's not listening, but you can tell him what you just said. <laughs> oh, no, I thought he could maybe read it. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you, Eddie. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So I don't yeah. know what she said, but no, I, I don't know what you said, but yeah. I said I said yeah. you suck at explaining things. Oh well. Nah. You're you're comparing me to someone to someone that cares enough to like know know what we're saying, you know. No, but like, okay, so the fact that it's like, oh, they're all below the age of 23, except for, for the Olympics, years, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. I knew that. No, but you didn't tell me that. that <laughs> of course I didn't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was, I don't remember what year it said. I think it was somewhere between like 2010. Uh, I don't remember if it was like 10, 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think it was the London Olympics, and uh, yeah, Me Mexico became. Uh, gold medal. Yeah, what? No, no, yeah, yeah gold medals. Yeah, oh. yeah, gold medals. Yeah. See, okay, that you call upon the best, you call upon the best, right? No, no, no. Only three players above the age of twenty-three. That makes sense. There's a handicap there. You you you're using players that are not as high to your standard. That makes sense. Yeah. I knew it. Okay. All right. There you go. I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> Speaking of misunderstandings, let's talk about anyone but you. Oh my god, that took so long. Thank Thank you. The intro. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. And I'm Eddie. Reviewing anyone but you, and this is the rollback. The they only look like the perfect couple. After an amazing first date, B and Ben's fiery attraction turns ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly reunited at a destination wedding in Australia. So they do what any two mature adults would do: pretend to be a couple. So this is anyone but you. It's the new movie directed by Will Gluck who previously directed ECA, Friends with Benefits, the Annie remake, and uh, Peter Rabbit. And it stars Sidney Sweeney, Glenn Powell, Alexander Ship, Michelle Hurd, Brian Brown, Darren Barnett, Hadley Robinson, and other colorful characters. It is a modern reinterpretation of the Shakespeare uh, comedy Much Ado About Nothing. And it puts these two characters in modern times and in Australia for a destination wedding. So, here is the question. Is the rom-com back? So, I have a question. When was the rom-com ever here? When was the... Oh, my God. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I, much like Ted Lasso, I believe in rom-communism. Okay? 
I I love this shit, okay? It's like, it's very, I, the cheesier, the better, honestly. So, um, we've had this conversation about like, oh, what's the latest like rom-com that was like, wow. And uh, both your wife and me said the same answer. We both said, oh, Crazy Rich Asians, obviously. But yeah. there, are, there have been others. I, I, I did mention uh, Love, Simon. I thought it was a pretty fun one, uh, which also had Alexander Shipp from this movie. Um, and there's been others that, that, that I think have been pretty fun. Uh, Set It Up on Netflix, also starring Glenn Powell, was also pretty good. Um, and there's been others that have been, you know, floating around. But I think, uh, yeah, we had, we had like a nice boom in the 90s and the 2000s, and then not a lot in the 2010s. But I think this one... This one might be one to remember to remember by because the modern Shakespeare readaptation, much in the vein of 10 Things Ahead About You and She's the Man, um, they really work. I am honestly surprised why they haven't tried them uh, more. And I'm especially shocked that that's not how this movie was marketed because all the marketing for this movie was like, aren't these two people hot? God, like... Are they so hot? Like that—that that was all the marketing they did, and then, and then it's like, oh, it's like it's much to do about nothing. Fucking great! It's it's enemies to lovers. Yeah, hell yeah. The the initial trailer was lambasted. If you go back and rewatch that original trailer, it does not great. Terrible. It looks fucking terrible. Whoever released that sucked. It's not great. Um, but I was hooked from the premise. It's it's much to do about nothing. It's my favorite Shakespeare play. Like it is. It is uh, Beatrice and Benedict. I fucking love their fire. Like, they are so intense with each other. Um, it's wonderful. Um, so the fact that it's a new version, it's great. I love the version uh, that, that Joss Whedon directed in 2012. Um, you don't talk about Joss Whedon. I know, I know. It's not, it's not. Uh, uh, fine. The black and white version from 2012 uh, that uses the original text. Uh, it's wonderful. It's one of my favorite Shakespearean adaptations. Um, so the fact that we have a new one and that is pretty updated and pretty accessible, I think it's great. Um, pretty fun date night this was, uh, watching this one. Um, what you was your what were your initial thoughts on it? It's funny. Uh, when we went to go watch it, I was probably the only dude in the entire theater. Jesus the theater Christ. Was packed. Like it was a I think it was a bunch of girls' nights. I think it was a bunch of friends hanging out. It was a mother daughter behind us. The mom was providing fucking hilarious commentary. Really? What did she yeah. say? Um, oh Lord, watch! He's about to get it. Like, like, like stuff like that. Like she was yeah. like fucking hilarious commentary to the whole goddamn movie. Like little quips here and there. Um, this movie though, I was honestly dreading to go watch it. Nikki wants to see it, so I was like, okay. "Why? Huh? Why?" I didn't think it was gonna be good. I bought in the marketing of like this movie looks like it's gonna suck. Um, but no, it ended up being a lot better. I knew that it had a chance when at the coffee shop after Bay and Ben get to know each other, uh, she spills water on her pants. Yeah. And she like holds it against the dryer. <laughs> I knew at that point, you know what? This movie has a chance. Yeah. Um, I think the movie kind of relies on the stars. So Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Um, I like these two. Honestly, like I really like these two. Glenn Powell, uh, I like him ever since I saw him and uh everybody wants some. Oh, oh for, oh I didn't even know he was in that. 
he was my favorite character in that movie. Uh, he plays uh, Finnegan, who is uh, the guy that wel- welcomes him into the baseball house. He has this mustache and these Hawaiian shirts. I I love his character. You know how we all have like certain like mo- fictional characters that w- that were like, that's me, baby. That's me. Like that's that you relate to. Yeah, uh, I think he's a big one for me. Superman's in that one. Oh yeah, Tyler Hawkins is, is in that one too. That's one of my favorite modern movies. Like honestly, I fucking love everybody wants him. What the uh, fuck? That looks weird. Never seen him. You never seen everybody wants him? No, but they look so weird with their mustaches. It's the eighties. Superman is 80s. flicking people off. Yeah, it's set in the eighties. It's, it's about a bunch of college uh, of college students living together in a in a house, and because they're, they're all the baseball team of the college. Huh. And it takes that, place on like the last weekend before college starts. That looks so weird. I mean, it looks good, but it looks so weird. It's one of my favorite movies of, like ever, and he's in it. He's great, and his character is my favorite character in the movie. Um, but of course, he was uh, he kind of, and then he kind of got different audiences, you know. Because the rom-com people love him because of this movie called Set It Up. That's on Netflix. Um, Bosses hate each other? Yeah, that one. Um, okay, I have heard about that one. Yeah, so he's great in that one. He has amazing chemistry with... Uh, I forgot her name. With uh, Zoe Dutch. Yeah. And those two have like the most chemistry that a rom-com couple has had this side of the millennium, in my opinion. I think they are fantastic. Um, so he's great in that. And then also he won like a big audience with Top Gun Maverick because he plays Hangman in that. And a lot of people that weren't aware of him got a, made a, were made aware of him through there. Uh, so he's great. I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of Powell. I think he can be both very funny and very charismatic. And he does look like a capybara wished to become a human. So he's all right. You know, and. He's- he is yeah. also the front runner to play a uh, a guy, possible Guy Gardner in uh, the DCU. I'll believe that when I see it. It hasn't been published if, yet, but like if he the, is, if the DCU does, does happen, the first version, he could play a pretty good um, maybe Flash even. No, I think Guy Gardner was cast already, right? No, I think Nathan Fillion is playing Hal Jordan, if I'm not mistaken. No, oh, uh, Nathan Fillion is playing Guy Gardner. Oh, he's playing Guy Gardner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Because he's he's like uh, he's James Gunn's bestie. Like, yeah, no, but like Guy Gardner is like the third, fourth Green Lantern. Why Guy Gardner? Ugh. I have no idea. I'm not surprised. Like Gunn wants to add so many weird cameos to Superman Legacy. Like he just cast is he just cast Isabella Merced as Hawkgirl also. I mean, I get it. You want to fill it out, but it's like, why are you starting? Start with Hal Jordan and then expand. Like, you do Hal Jordan, then Jon Stewart. I guess Guy Gardner if you want, and then Kyle Rayner, whatever. Anyway, um, what's it called? Honestly, I see Glenn Powell playing a pretty good Hal Jordan. I think he could he could do pretty good. But um, he's younger than Ethan Fillion. I don't know. You know what? The timeline's fucked. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Uh, and Cindy Sweeney. Of you, uh, uh, who I think a lot of people dismiss her as just a pretty face. Um, if you've seen Euphoria, you know that she's fucking crazy. So, um, no, she's 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 a real deal, and uh, and she's she was also both she was also really good in White Lotus, 
So she can be both funny and dramatic. And in this one, I think all they needed to do is be charismatic and funny, which I think they both do uh, very well. Um, the thing with her, and I'm, I don't want to start criticizing, but like she has a very specific vocal cadence. Like the way that she talks is very specific. Uh -huh. So sometimes she would talk and I'll be like, I don't know if what you mean is being serious or like funny or like or sarcastic or sarcastic. It's just, it's not her fault. It's her voice. It's just the way that her voice sounds like, but it, it was a little bit distracting. I felt, I, I, I don't know if they were like first takes or whatever, but uh, that's really my only criticism. I think she's, there are some parts where she's not, her voice is not fully there, but I think it's just the way that her voice is in a weird way. What's it called? Yeah. I wonder if, how much do you think they ad-libbed in the movie? Because I feel like they ad-libbed a lot in this film. I think so. I feel like um, a lot of Glenn Powell and Sidney Swinney, they have chemistry. I, I I do believe in that. I think that they do well work very well off uh, with each other. Yeah. And I think a lot of their bullshit was ad-libbed. Like, like, I feel like when they were at The Rock and she was like, put your hand on my ass. And then he was like, okay, do this. Oh, but, oh, not, not in there. Like, yeah. that stuff, right? I feel like a lot of that was ablet. How do you write a scene like that? I feel like they just let them go off and be funny and it worked out the way it worked out. Uh, Gata is probably the worst part of this movie. I'll just be honest with you there. How dare you? He was so funny. Dude, I hated every time he came on screen. Why? I didn't find him funny. I found him exhausting. How dare dare you i thought he was the best part of the movie you sir have very questionable taste just look at your friends jesus christ like that part when he's uh when they're when they're when they're doing that thing where they're trying to look like a couple and he he finds this koala and he just starts like almost like what? praising it it's so freaking amazing you oh god the way he just kept like doing things like that it, i thought it was so funny no, 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 no. Um, but okay, so the movie opens, Jesus Christ, we're 34 minutes into this review, and what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is feeling like another night swim, but the opposite. This movie was actually good. Um, so, uh, Sydney Sweeney's character and Glenn Powell's, uh, Bay and Ben, uh, spend a night together. They don't have sex. They just, like, vibe really, really well. Yeah. Uh, she wakes up the next day, leaves, and then realizes, oh, I kind of like that guy. Let me go back. And she gets back at the perfect time for Glenn Powell's character to be like, oh, I didn't give a shit about her. And she leaves, and everything falls off. I think, like, what, six months later? Yeah. Um, they meet up again because Bay's sister is dating Ben's friend. And they think, oh, fine, it's just as long as they're together. The two friends end up wanting to get married, which, fair enough. Yeah. And they go to a destination wedding, which I'm going to just notate right here. Something for everybody. And if you're listening to this, you're welcome for the free advice. If you're planning a destination wedding, you better buy everyone's fucking tickets. Because if you ask people to pay $1,500 on the low end for a plane ticket across the fucking country, let alone across the planet, not to mention the hotel and other expenses like a rental car, uh, baggage and all that stuff. I want you to know you're a piece of shit. I just want to make that clear. You are a piece of shit human being. That said, destination wish, destination wedding happens, and instead of being okay, let me let me backtrack that real quick. 
Uh, Bay and Ben both arrive. Uh, we actually get a funny scene on the plane. I actually thought that scene was pretty funny. Um, when they're when she steals his cookie, that part. That and the part where uh, she says, "Oh, you have a little dick energy," and he's like, "Nothing low about me." Am I right? And the old man says, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> Whole theater broke out. <laughs> Whole fucking theater. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so we get to Australia and then um, Bay's parents really want her to get back with her ex fiance. This is like just overall good dude. Um, while uh, Ben's ex shows up and he's like kind of still distraught, heartbroken with her. And apparently. Um, Instead of being adults and communicating, hey, here are our boundaries, I'd appreciate it if you didn't bring my ex over, they do the more adult thing, which is fake being a couple. And, and this go. is this is what this is what made the play so enjoyable. This is what made all the previous adaptations so enjoyable. These two fucking despise each other. And they they clash, but trying to make uh, everyone else look bad by making themselves look bad is what really makes it work. And any new, any new adaptation has to make it modern, has to make it its own. But there are still so many little Shakespeareanisms in it. Um, for example, the way that uh, Gata and uh, and the uh, and Claudia's dad. We're like uh, pretending to have a conversation and be like, oh, I heard that B likes uh, Ben. Did y'all hear about that? Like, that is so fucking Shakespearean. It was so funny and uh, and so like perfectly uh, repackaged for a new generation that uh, it made just so much sense. I, I like how, and look, usually in the, in, the, in the previous adaptations, what they do is that Be uh, Beatrice and Benedict, they don't, land on the same page so quickly like there's a good like 20 to 25 minutes of the two of them like like thinking that the other one likes him and then going to going like at it like fully thinking that the other one likes them and this one they go pretty quickly to like, to like oh they want us to like they want us to date like they go pretty quickly but it's so funny when the two of them would go like, ah, I know something you don't, ah, like, you yeah. like me, ah, like, it's, it's, that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of sucked that they took that out, but I, and I guess they had to, they had to make this quick. Um, but no, but that's the fun part. It's them clashing. Their fire is great. Mm -hmm. This, so, it, there is a lot of funny parts in this film. Uh, some cringe, I'm not gonna lie, some cringe too, but a lot of good parts as well. Um, I didn't okay, what did you not like about this film? We don't, I'm gonna make small parentheses. I don't know, you, I don't know if you know what cringe means. Cringe, like, what do you mean by cringe in this movie? Cringe, oh, like parts where you're just like, I don't need to see this, like, this is uncomfortable, this is like, um. I remember what, what was a what's a cringe thing in this film um the parts where actually i did find that cringe when the when the dad and the friend are like oh i heard he i heard she likes him but don't tell him i'm just like oh god why this is so bad and they're not fooling anyone i'm if, if ben had been like they're trying to say that you like me and i know they're full of shit like they're like they're really bad at acting yeah. 
like that. Like that was very cringe to me when they were talking. I was like, I don't want to see this. This is ugh. uh I don't know, man. It's just like uh I don't know, it's 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 Shakespeare. Like the, the man is synonymous with drama. I don't I don't expect less, you know. The only line that I have like questioning. Is this a moment where they go like, all right, so we go in, we do that, and it's all done. Easy breezy Martin Scorsese. And I'm like, the fuck was that line? Like, bring it back. Like, what what did you just what say? Did you say? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean by easy breezy Martin Scorsese? Nobody says that. I've never heard a human being use that. Can we adopt that? Can we put that on a shirt? <laughs> like, can that be our thing? <laughs> we can copyright it. Fuck it. My God. Dang um No, uh, I don't know. It's just uh I don't know. Like I am, no. Did did not find this movie cringe at all. I had a blast. I had a fun time. I was laughing. Uh, I was I was swept in the uh, in the in 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 their story, uh, and I like the movie didn't take itself seriously. Like there are a lot of very weird moments that I, I'll be honest, I've never seen a rom com before. Like uh, Glenn Powell's character Ben is very open about his previous use of cocaine. <laughs> Which I found very funny. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you've used cocaine for things Look, before? He regrets it. All right. He regrets it. It was a phase. He had to be cool with the other guys. That's all. Yeah. And like, there's a moment where they're swimming and he goes, like, Oh, I'm terrible at swimming. And she goes, like, What do you mean you're terrible at swimming? You're jacked. What do you mean you're and, and then he, he he goes like, No, I don't I never do cardio, I just lift weights. <laughs> and, then she, and she goes, like, oh no, you're a hot girl, hot. Like, <laughs> no, like. That was like, funny. that's funny. That's that funny. funny. Like, when have you ever seen a joke like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's... That was funny. Yeah, like, like things like that uh, really, really make it work. Um, and I like that. I like that the movie, like, never took itself... So Hell, the movie ends with a fucking song montage. Like, uh, we are so back. We are so back man that was fucking terrible and i will fight you and i will die on that hill what do you mean it, it was, was terrible? so bad oh yeah you they hate singing they were all huh you hate singing in movies i just remember that not all the time but especially when they're off cue what do you mean they were off it's a fucking they were having fun it like, no dude i felt the death when they were like, do we have to sing the song during this scene? Yes, it's for the montage. Staring at the something before you open up the dirty... Oh, ah, disgusting. Not to be dramatic, but the unwritten montage, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I was fucking beaming. This shit had me twirling my hair, kicking my feet for real. Like, it was... For what it's worth, I found that part somewhat relatable when that was his Serenity song. I'm like, all right, I get that. Mine is pocket full of sunshine. You, you, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Bro, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something. In college, if I had an essay due in less than two hours and I had to punch it out and I was dying, yeah, pocket full of sunshine on repeat, get the essay out and I got my A. And that was multiple times where I had to pull that pocket full of sunshine. If I'm under stress. Like decompresses me so I can get shit done. Amazing. Mine is uh, the listening by lights. The listen. I don't think I heard that one. Yeah, okay. lights is not exactly super popular, but look, 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 look. 
There is a very well-known quote by Kevin Smith where when he was trying to get Chasing Amy done, he said he wrote the script, he brought it to the producers, and he was like, well, this is the movie I want to do, and I have these three actors that I want to do it with, my friends Ben Affleck, Jason Lee, and, and Joy Lauren Adams. And the producers were like, nobody knows who they are, and they're not going to be famous, so we don't need that. We were thinking like, you know, these other people. And it was like, but I didn't write it for them. I wrote it for my friends. And they go like, Kevin, it's never ever making a movie with your friends. And Kevin Smith went like, but but I want to make a movie with my friends. Mm-hmm. And that mantra has always stayed in my head. Like, I like movies that are made between friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel a good vibe in it, you know? Yeah. It's like, a, it's like, do you know the do you know the video game Super Mario Odyssey? Like, have you heard of it? Oh, um, yes. Is that the one where he's in a big city? Yeah. So that game has a theme song. A Mario game has a theme song. It's called Jump Up Superstar. And it's this big band uh, song. And it's sung by this female vocalist. I forgot her name. But um, if you listen to that song, you can hear her smiling while she's singing. I don't know if this makes sense, but you can listen to the musicians smiling while they're playing the music. Yeah. You can feel it. And I can feel that with this movie. Like I can like this movie had it is of no interest in this movie to like fix global warming or like you know win Oscars or 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 make a billion dollars. Everything this movie is trying to do is just have a good time. And that montage made me made me have a good time. Whole movie made me made me have maybe have a good time. So I can't just sit here and be like, oh, this fucking sucks. Like, this was a fucking joyous movie. I was having a blast. I was cracking up laughing. Like, it was yeah. a good movie. I just, I, there are a handful of parts where I'm like, mm, I didn't need this. The cringe, bad acting from the dad and the friend. And then that fucking, that, that goddamn uh, karaoke singing at the end. Ugh. If it makes you feel better, the bad acting, quote unquote, that is that is canon to the to the play. Like that's how that's supposed to go. That sounds like something that would be in a play. Like I could yeah. imagine high schoolers being like, "Don't tell him," but Ben <laughs> likes Bay. Like I I could hear that. I can hear that. Yeah, part of the play. What's it called? What else did I? What did I? Be? Oh. I remember, I think I brought up more of a view. Is this the next great rom com? Because I mean, they also end it with a big gesture. In this case, it's with a fucking helicopter. Oh, yeah. I like that. Like, that rivals the goddamn boombox. Like, you know what? That's nice. I like how uh, he gets off the helicopter and like, he, sta- he starts running like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I love that. Even yeah. though she's like right there, like, he could have walked. And, uh, yeah, but that would be less epic. I know, um, uh, but no, super fun. You know, um, I, I I I did like that scene. Um, I like the scene when when uh, they they have the dog, and they're like, uh, and the dog like accidentally like fucks up the cake. Uh, oh, yeah, and then like gotta gotta has to go to the dog and be like and be, and be like that was not okay. But like that was fucking sick. Like, well done, you know. Like, Great execution, poor timing. Yeah, poor timing, poor execution. Yeah. Um, um I yeah. so okay. There's two things I remember. I was like, you know, that's bullshit. And when I get and after we left the theater, I was like, nah, that's true. That would happen. First off, ladies and gentlemen, here's some free advice for y'all. 
if you have two kids and it's one of their weddings and the other one fucks up, you know when you deal with that fuck up? After the wedding when it's over. You don't call them out the morning of the other kid's wedding. Like you don't you don't fuck you don't cross those. You don't do that. Um did that happen at your wedding? No, actually did not. But okay. it happened at this one. <laughs> um also I was just waiting for that cake to smash. I was like, that cake's gonna get fucked up. It's not if it's when. And to my shock, they place it. I'm like, that's a, what do you call it? What do you call it? That's a Chekhov's gun. That thing is going to go down at some point. Yeah. And, um, and they combine it with the whole, with when they're teaching the dog, like when, because they, they have the dog and they're like, fuck it up, dogs, fuck it up. You know? yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. brought it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which by the way, like, I know it's part of the play and everything, but like what kind of sick parent? Brings their daughter's ex to a like what kind of shit for brains? Like what what goes through your mind? (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't know. Maybe it's because my family hates all my exes, but like they would never do that. Well, okay. I think I think if we're gonna go back to Shakespeare back then during Shakespeare's time, you didn't marry for love, you married for status. So is the best status boy that I can find for you. Marry him and up us just a little bit. Yeah. Um, that was their mentality back then. Yeah. But um, um I like uh Claudia's parents. I thought they were very, very funny. I, I, I this one scene at the end when he's about to go jump into the uh into the uh the helicopter where, where they where they go like, Oh, like what what's the problem between you and B? Is it the age difference? And he goes, I'm 29. And then one of them goes like I was like, oh, honey, no one's ever 29. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I laughed, but I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, as someone who... Well, okay, I don't know if the mom can really talk all this shit. She did sleep with a perp on Law & Order SVU. I just want to point that, that out. Was she in an episode of SVU? Or... She, she was in the first season, and she didn't work out. The test groups didn't like her. Oh my god! So they wrote her out by discharging her because she slept with a with a possible perp. <laughs> so they were like, and she was like, "I liked it." And it was like, "Oh, that's how they're gonna write her out." Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, back when they gave a shit. Anyway, no. Um, this movie, it was funny at parts. It was cringe at parts. It told a decent story. I'll say this much. I can really tell that Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney are fucking trying their best to get something out of the script. And they did. They did. This movie is not bad by any stretch. I think it might be maybe the best rom-com of the year, possibly. It technically came out in 2023, but what's it competing against? Uh, Fucking No Hard Feelings? Fuck yeah! What what are some good rom coms from twenty twenty three? Because uh, God, there was a Love Is War movie, and that 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 one blows this one out of the water. Um, the Love Is War movie, it's an anime movie. Um, no Hard Feelings was good, but I think I kind of like this one more than No Hard Feelings, even though No Hard Feelings was that had some hair on its chest. Um, no, this was not really a year for rom-coms. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah was more of a friend movie than a rom-com. Well, it's more of a coming of age movie also. Yeah. Uh, Flaming Hot, I thought, had one of the best romances of the year. That's true. But yeah. it's not a rom-com. But not a rom-com. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to go with, yeah, I think I know, but you, does 
default way. I mean, past lives can be a, a rom com if you're like fucking twisted. <laughs> but so, you know, yeah. I kind of want to watch past lives. Is it good? Is it worth it? I love past lives. It's gonna end up in my top ten. Heads up. Literally. Oh my gosh, she is the one from the morning show. Son of a bitch. Oh, she's in the morning show. I didn't want to assume, but yes, she is. Oh my god. <laughs> the monster. Oh my god. Uh past lives. Past life has one like sequence of dialogue that absolutely destroyed me. And the rest of the movie just wrecked me. So can I ask what that is? Uh you'd have to know the context. Um, but basically I, I know there's so, friends. And then no, so the whole thing with past lives is that it's uh, this boy and this girl that grew up together and she moves away and they don't talk anymore. Uh-huh. And then and then while she's in well, he's in Korea and she's in she's still in uh and she's in the US, uh, you know, in college, they try to reconnect by by doing like video calls and stuff, but it kind of fizzles out, doesn't really go anywhere. And then they grow up, she gets married, he stays single, and he arranges to go visit her in New York, like after, like in their 30s. And it's like she's very clearly moved on, and he very clearly has not. And it's not a revenge story. It's not a, you know, uh, it's not a drama. It's not really. That big of drama. Uh, it's very dialogue heavy and weirdly very silence heavy. Like there's a lot of scenes where they just there's just no dialogue, but you feel a lot of tension in there. Because this girl, she wants to, she does still consider him a good friend. Um, and her husband is like the nicest guy. Like in a, like in theory, People should hate him, but he's not a bad guy. He genuinely loves her, and she genuinely loves him. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's like a thing of like they, these two see each other again, and he's like, "Well, you know, what could happen?" And she goes like, "Nothing is gonna happen," you know, whatever. Oh, and but it's more about this, you know, the silences. But there's like one scene where. Uh, she is, uh, uh, Nora is with her husband, who is, uh, who's white, uh, Arthur, John Magaro. Uh, they're kind of like laying in bed and he's, he's a novelist or he's a writer. And he, he goes like, imagine this as fiction, like, uh, like, Ooh, like the childhood friend returns and steals the wife away from the evil, bad white husband. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, you're not a bad white husband. And he goes like, I know, but like. You know, and they're kind of laying there. There's a moment where he kind of goes like, um, "Like you feel my my life with so much like, I I forgot the word, but like she he says like, uh, oh God, what was the name? oh how that fucking line goes? Uh, she basically goes like, you feel my life with so much like I'm wondering if I do the same like at least half for you." Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the actual line, but it fucking wrecked me because, like, I know exactly how he feels. <laughs> and um, and yeah, no, past lives is great. Uh, it's gonna end up in my top ten. Like, spoiler alert, I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah, shout out a twenty four. Good job. I need to give it a chance. Yeah, yeah it's I- not that it's not that long, and like I said, it's not an end of the world movie. It's just a dialogue movie, and 
like it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the uh like the before movies but this one has more silence and i think the silence really drives the point home um let's see you know what movie i want to recommend to people if they haven't seen it yet which one the sunset limited sunset limited if you ever get the chance it's about 90 minutes it's just a conversation it's it's one really long conversation between two guys one that was about to uh, attempt to commit suicide Oh, I've never Black seen this. and Mr. White. It's between Samuel Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, I've never seen this before. Yeah, if I'll, you ever I'll, get the chance, I just I'll, re- what? I'll give it a watch. It's on HBO, so it's like if uh, it's like an A twenty four movie before A twenty four was a thing. I don't know, man. A twenty four movies just does not have always the same meaning. Like I just rewatched. Uh, I rewatched Talk to Me last night. Yeah, uh, cause uh, cause Jess hadn't seen it, uh-huh. and she she and she, she wanted to see it, and I was I was like, man, when I say twenty four, like I really don't know what it means anymore. Like it could be like horror, or it could be like very nice drama. Like it could, but it's never the two. Yeah, well, so the Sunset Limited. Uh, I'll make this quick. It's just basically one of the guy was about to commit suicide. The other one saved him, and now. They have a conversation about why do it, about life, about, you know, the better God, is he real? Heaven, yeah. morality, good and evil, is that even a thing? And it's all contained in this one apartment. It's a bottle. Okay. Anyway, if you get the chance, if you're listening to this and you have HBO Max, or sorry, H- uh, Max, go watch it. It's worth it. It's HBO Max. Yeah, it's HBO Max. Yeah. Um, but okay, so. Yeah, any- I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Anyone but you. Yeah, coming back to anyone but you. Would you watch it a second time? Yeah, hell yeah, I will. In fact, I I will. Like I will watch it again. Um it technically hasn't come out in theaters here yet, so I watched it when I was over there. Uh-huh. Uh but when it comes up here, hell yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I I had such a good time with it, and I feel like watching it with an audience was fun. I want to rewatch it with an audience again. Like how many times how many chances are you going to get of that? Yeah. So hell yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Um I had a blast. Uh, I love uh, I love much ado about nothing. Like I'll watch any version that they do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, if y'all like this one and you want to see a really good version, watch the oh we don't version. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough, folks. Illegally downloaded that way he doesn't get anything out of it. I mean, a lot of people wrote, like worked on it, but okay. <laughs> um, no, like the cool thing about that is like uh, I like I, I don't know if you know the story about it, but like uh, we f- I mean obviously fuck Weedon, but like I like how this movie came came to be. Uh, so we, so what something that Weedon used to do a lot was that uh, whenever he got like his cast for a movie or for a show, he always like brought them to his house, mm-hmm. and he would have them like go through Shakespeare plays, uh-huh. and that was their like their. Like the chemistry test, but pretty much, like he always uses Shakespeare for that. Uh, I wonder if he did that with the Avengers. He definitely did that with the Avengers. Yeah. Well, what Shakespeare uh, play would you go over then? I don't know. Probably like Hamlet or something. Um, and anyway, this, this is a pretty fun one. And when he was doing the Avengers, uh, he they were like halfway through shooting, and Disney came up to him and and, and told him like, "Hey, you need to take a break." And he was like, "What? Why? Like, we're in the middle of shooting." And he goes, "Like, you need to take a break because it's in your contract. And if you don't do it, like, like, and if you suffer through like an illness, it's gonna be on us. So, like, you know, you have to forcibly take a break." 
You know, like, uh, like because if you get exhausted or something, like, it's going to be on us. And we're not going to pay for your insurance. So, like, you know, do us a favor. Take two, three weeks off. But Whedon was such a fucking, like, workaholic that he went to his house. And he was like, what can I do in three weeks? And he was like, oh, I'm going to call, uh, like, my buddies that have been in, like, most of my projects. Uh-huh. And I'm going to ask them to, I'm going to ask them to come to my house. And we're going to film an adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing. The play is public domain. I won't write a script. I'll just use the original Shakespearean dialogue. And we'll just film it at my house for, like, no money. And Are you kidding me? That is the truth. Like, he, like this movie's filmed at Whedon's house. And it's in black and white, so they 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 spend no money on like lighting, and it's all people that that have, that have worked with him and things like uh, Buffy and Dollhouse and even in the Avengers, like uh, Clark Gregg is in this, Nathan Fillion is in this, Sean uh, people from Firefly are, are in this, um, Rick Lindholm and Ashley Johnson are in this. Um, I love this version of Much Ado About Nothing because it really is just a lot of really talented people just doing a really cool play in a house. Like it's all just takes place inside of a house. Um, I love this version. I found it so, so great. And then he finished, like they, they just filmed it. And he, he was like, yeah, I'll do post-production on it after I'm finished with the Avengers, whatever. And then he went back to the Avengers and he did not rest a wink. That man just loves to work. Uh, but he also loves doing terrible things, which I like condemn. It's not good. Not good. He did those things. But this version of Much to Do About Nothing is pretty good. I let me see. Where what was it called again? Much to do about much, nothing. Yeah, much to do about nothing. I can't find it. Much to do. Much ado about nothing. Much to do about nothing. Yeah, it's from twenty twelve. I think it came out the same year as the Avengers because the editing process didn't, didn't take that long. And he filmed the whole thing at his house. Just the whole thing at his house. <laughs> That is batshit nuts. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Really? But was it like old school or like were they all in costume? It's, uh, I mean, it's not like, no, they're dressed like, I mean, modern fancy, modern, modern formal, I guess. Like they're not oh, dressed they're in like suits. Yeah. Oh, that's why they were able to shoot it at his house. I was like, how? Like, it's it's Shakespearean. Okay. Well, then. Yeah. All right. Huh. So, yeah. Big big fan of this one. Uh, what about anyone but you? Um, I would say it's probably my second favorite version. Just right after this one. Um, I, it, it's, it's exactly what a modern... Shakespeare adaptation should be. It should be funny and it should be kind of accessible in the same way that uh Seth thinks ahead about you and she's the man are. Like I think it joins that legion of rom-coms uh pretty well. Um because I think those are like really good adaptations. Because there's also Romeo plus Juliet, uh, which is a whole other level of insaneness, but I think that would be the kind of version that Shakespeare was still alive and he directed movies. Like that would be the version that he would do. It would look like Romeo plus Juliet. But this one is like a modern sleeker adaptation. I have no complaints. I had a pretty fun time. Um, I do think it was not marketed correctly. Mm -hmm. And that might turn some people off. But then again, a lot of people 
that I know are only going to see it because they're like, hey, I like those two guys. You know, I'll, I'll go see it. But if you enjoy things like uh, enemies to pretend to lovers to dating, if you like those tropes, I mean, you're not going to find a better one. This is the this is the story that pretty much invented the pretend to lovers to dating from like hate. Like even like I was watching it with with Jess and like when the movie started and we got to the point where like they were like pretend to dating. She kind of switched to me. And she went like, oh "My God, is this is this an enemies to pretend to dating to love?" Hell, yes. Like she had not seen the trailer. Uh, I don't think so. No, I think she just like knew that it was coming out and stuff. Huh. She's she's the one that put me into Euphoria, so I'm, yeah. I have yet to watch all of Euphoria. I've only seen I think the first episode, if that. Much. Jesus Christ, Euphoria is hard to watch, man. Dude, it. The, but why though? Um, it's uh, it's hard to watch because it's you know that there's a ton of kids that are living like this. Like I watch Euphoria with like my toes like curl. Like it's uh it's a hard show to watch. But it's great. Like it's a great showcase for like acting and writing and a ton of stuff. The first season more than the second season, I, 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 I will say. I do like all the people that act in Euphoria. They are they are pretty good actors. Yeah. Well, I'll give you for a shot. But for now, I think next week we're doing the holdovers. Holdovers, yeah. Let's let's shoot for holdovers next week. Uh, do you want to score this one? Uh, yeah. Uh, B B minus. It's harmless. It, it's it's good. I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to rewatch it. It's not that good, but it's it's fine. I think I will rewatch it. I had a pretty fun time. I'll give it three and a half out of star out out of, out of five stars. I think uh, really like uh, I feel like out of the few rom coms that have come out in the previous years, like uh, Ticket to Paradise and uh, the City of Gold. Like remember that Channing Tatum Sandra Bullock thing. Uh, I feel like I forgot that one already. Like it came out, and I oh, completely forgot. City of Gold, I think, or Lost City of Gold, or something. The Lost City, shit. Lost City, I think. Yeah, I forgot about it. Like it, it, it entered through one year, left out the other. I think I thought it was like. I thought I thought I hoped I would remember it, but now I was pretty like forgettable. This one, I don't think I'm gonna forget. This one, I I, I will remember just because of the, I don't know, the normalization of of cocaine use is. <laughs> So specific and so funny. I'm not gonna forget that. Huh. Hey, quick question off the beat, because I'm trying to look this up right here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, not a quick question, but quick thing. Uh anyone but you, the video review I posted has yeah. almost two thousand views and it only went up uh five days ago. I think that is cause for celebration. It's the fourth most viewed video on our channel. And well, you changed the pattern and how you do make your videos. And I think, uh, I'm not going to lie, man, they are so much better. Like, you got really good at this. Like, it's like... Uh, what do you mean like, they're better? I mean, they're so much better. I mean, I mean, look, there were there, there used to be some, some, some video reviews where, like, you would be talking and you had, like, background music playing at the same time. And I couldn't understand a single word you were saying. But you got so much better at this, man. There's so much sleeker. The production is better. You've gotten so much better at this. No, for real. Like, let's I'm, give Eddie his flowers. You know, they. I, I saw did. that video, and you did great. And uh, and yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, it it, 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 it. I saw that, and I was like, this, this. I feel like if I watch this without knowing that it's us, I'd be like, this is pretty well done. Like, 
I hope Hell so. Yeah. Climb the subscribers, right? One twenty. Made me feel super jealous. I feel like I'm not doing enough. So you know, we'll see how we'll see how my imposter syndrome does. How are we doing the subscribers? Huh? How are we doing the subscribers? We're at one twenty six. We've gained twenty six subscribers in the past uh, three weeks. We are on our way. Hell, the goal, the goal is yeah. five hundred before the end of the year, and hopefully, if we keep this up, maybe it'll be faster than that. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, that was a channel update and our review of anyone but you. Hopefully you learned what we think about this movie. And hopefully we learned also about the status of the Mexican soccer team in the Olympics. So I know Eddie learned a lot today. So thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week for our review of the holdovers. Possibly a new Christmas classic. Definitely a new Christmas classic. Yeah, I would say it qualifies. It, it it's pretty damn good. It's Definitely pretty damn good. good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is gonna be for next week. A little tease for that. My name is Chema. Abinetti. And this was the rollback. Signing off with a reminder to just tell your parents that you don't want to see your ex. And if they can't get that, you know, just 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 maybe leave. No, I mean it's it's, it's your sister's wedding. You do want to be there. I would have done the same thing. Or ask I would have to step in. I would have also like pretended to date a hot stranger just 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 to piss off my parents. God knows I've done it without pretending. So anyway, that is my that is how I don't even know what I'm saying by that point. Uh, yeah. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody.